Welcome to the Kaizen Creativity Podcast, where we apply the philosophy of continual improvement to our creativity. Each episode takes a scientific principle from creativity and innovation research, and it translates it into practical advice for your creativity. For more, you can visit us at jaredvoli.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Kaizen Creativity Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the three ways you can find your creative insight without struggling to do it. I know a lot of times we get ambitious, we want to complete our goals, and we get really motivated to do it. And so we end up struggling to find our creative solutions. But that's not always the best way to go about it. That's not the best strategy for creativity. Like so many aspects of creativity, it really requires being able to shift from one extreme to the other. So yes, we want that motivation. We want to keep working on this problem until we find a solution. But we can't be so motivated that we never actually take a step back and allow our subconscious brain to chime in and give us its input. As I've talked about before on this podcast, your subconscious brain is amazing when it comes to problem solving. Your subconscious brain creates these elegant solutions while your conscious brain tends to create these really Frankenstein solutions where you patch things together and then hope it works. So we definitely want to listen to our subconscious brain. And the best way to do that is to be able to flip back and forth between this high motivation where we are consciously pushing ourselves forward And then flipping a switch and going back to this quiet time where we can allow our subconscious brain to put all the pieces together. And if it has actually found a solution, to actually make us aware of that solution. So before we jump into these strategies, let me tell you the common theme that all of them have. And that is the ability to quiet down your conscious brain and so allow your subconscious to make you aware of the solutions that you already have. So the three different strategies we'll talk about here are semi-automatic activity, meditation, and dreaming. So let's talk about semi-automatic activity. A semi-automatic activity is any activity that requires very little of your focus in order to complete. So these are activities like walking, light exercising, hiking, showering, swimming. It's activities like that where your conscious brain has to work just a little bit to keep you going. So let's take the example of going for a a hike. When you're hiking, your brain still has to think about putting one foot in front of the other. Your conscious brain has to think about where exactly you're going, which path you're taking, you're, you're looking around. So there's this active aspect of it, but it does not by any stretch of the imagination max out your brain, right? There's so much more capacity that your brain is not using. So as we quiet down our conscious brain, you'll find that these subconscious ideas start bubbling up to the surface. So number two is meditation. And just like with semi-automatic activity, here we are quieting down the conscious brain, and we're allowing our subconscious a quiet space where it can make us aware of the solutions we already have. 
As creative people, we get a lot in return for meditation. According to the Harvard Business Review, only 10 minutes of meditation can increase your focus and your problem-solving skills. It can make you better at divergent thinking, and it also increases your resilience. So anytime you have a setback, meditation helps you with that emotional regulation so that you can get over that setback and then start working again. What I love the most about meditation is that it creates this longer gap between a stimulus and your reaction to it. So if you've ever meditated before, in general, and there's many different kinds, but in general, when you meditate, you have an idea, right? A thought pops into your head, but you don't instantly react to it like you generally would in normal everyday life, right? An idea pops into your head and you think, I need to go and take action on it right now. Especially if you're motivated, then you really feel like you have to do it. But when you meditate, you are allowing yourself to have the thought and allow the thought to be there for some amount of time before you actually take action on it. And what's cool is you're actually training your brain that you don't actually have to react instantly to each of the ideas that pop into your head. What's great about this is that you're not going to get stuck going down a path that's not going to help you. So when you meditate, the ideas or the strategies that you were using that you probably habitually use, you're going to have that thought, like maybe I need to try the same strategy again, but I need to try harder, right? You'll have that habitual thought. But with meditation, you're going to be better able to let that thought go and take a mindful approach to your unique problem. So because you are not so reactive to your own thoughts, you're going to be able to let the bad ideas go. You're going to be able to put down the tools that aren't working for you. And in that gap of time, you're going to be able to search for some kind of idea that is going to take you where you want to go. Now, personally, I love meditating, so I like to go for a while. But you don't have to go for very long. You can go for 10 minutes, or you can even take 10 deep breaths and get a lot of the benefits just from that alone. And that's something that we can all do, even with a busy schedule. So moving on to strategy number three, which is listening and paying attention to your dreams. There's a lot of really cool examples, specifically in science, of these great creative thinkers having a breakthrough that came from some kind of a dream that they had. So the most famous example probably comes from James Watson, who was the co-discoverer of the DNA double helix. Before Watson and Crick were able to make this breakthrough on what the structure of DNA looked like, Watson had this dream of a spiral staircase. That dream inspired him to start thinking about, well, what if instead of just a long strand like a ladder, what if the DNA spiraled around itself, sort of like that staircase? And so that dream changed the way he was looking at the problem, which eventually led him to the solution. Another great example is from Niels Bohr. Niels Bohr, he is known for discovering the structure of an atom. And the dream that helped him create this Bohr model of the atom 
was about the solar system. So he dreamed about the solar system and electrons going around the sun. And of course, if you think about what the atom looks like, we have the nucleus in the middle, like the sun, and then the planets are going around the sun in the same way that the electrons go around the nucleus. So these are three really cool and really easy ways of finding your eureka moment. So we talked about semi-automatic activity, going for a walk, swimming, some kind of light exercise. We talked about meditation, quieting that conscious brain, and increasing that gap between a stimulus and your response. So you give yourself more time to come up with the best solution before you start acting on it. And finally, we talked about listening and paying attention to your dreams and what your dreams might be telling you. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can go to facebook.com slash kaizencreativity, and that'll help you stay up to date on everything we're doing here. You can also email me directly at podcast at jaredvoli.com. Until next time, keep creating.